Great day. Today we're going to be talking about how to get started as a speaker. You're listening to the Goldie Gray Podcast with Travis Bush Sr. Inspiring you to strive for greatness in everything, everywhere, every time. Go be great! Great day. Welcome to the Go Be Great Podcast. I am Travis Wolf Sr. and you are great. Guys, today we're going to be talking about how to get started as a speaker. And many people ask me this question. Many people ask me this question. I've coached many, many people on how to get started as a speaker or coaching them on their speaking abilities, taking their speaking business and their speaking ability to the next level. And, you know, this, guys, this is not the traditional like how to get started kind of deal, right? These steps that you're going to take are going to be different than anything you've ever heard, most likely, right? So I'm just going to jump right into it. First thing when you want to get started as a speaker, start. Start. <laughs> start. We, we overthink it sometimes. We try to do too much. We're trying to figure out how to do this, how to do that. Got to get all my ducks in a row. Got to get this in order. Got to get that in order. If that's not right, I can't do that. Should I get my LLC first? Should I, you know, where should I start? Should I start in school? Should I start in recreation center? Should I start, should I, how do I get started? How do I get on the big stage? How many, there's no way I'm going to get there. It doesn't look possible. It doesn't appear like it's going to happen. We get so, we start overthinking it. We get so caught up in the how that we don't do. We don't do the actions that are going to help us to get to where we want to get to. The first thing you want to do when you want to get started as a speaker is start. Start speaking. Like start, and you don't have, and see, we think we have to have an audience. We think we have to be in front of a big, a big crowd of people to, to, to start speaking. When I wanted to become a speaker, I just started speaking. I didn't realize that I had been speaking pretty much all my life. If you ask anybody who knows me, yeah, I talk, right? I love to do this. This is what I've been doing all my life, been inspiring people, been making people feel good about themselves, been helping people through their problems. But I wasn't speaking to them with the intention of becoming a speaker. So as I was speaking, it was just, you know, just conversation, which was good. It was good practice. It was good experience. But I wasn't doing it with the intention of becoming a speaker. So now, watch this. Once I decided to start speaking, once I chose to start speaking, I became a speaker because I said I was a speaker. And once you say a thing, once you put it out there, once you declare I am a speaker, unbelievable things start happening. And all of a sudden, I'm in the spaces with other speakers. I'm, I, I'm in classes. I'm, I'm learning. I have coaches. I, I'm getting trainings. I'm, I'm, I'm paying money to sit in front of the best in the world to, to teach me. I used to think that I didn't have the money to do any trainings or any kind of you know learning or personal development or growth. And then when I decided to become a speaker, all of a sudden my mindset shifted and everything changed for me. Because I decided I'm a speaker, I now must do what speakers do. Before when I thought that I couldn't afford it, it's because I didn't know I was a speaker. But once I said I am a speaker, now everything's different. My perspective, the way I see things, the way I understand things, the way I do things became different. So now speakers pay money, speakers get coaching, speakers get training, and, and they, they're willing to do whatever it takes to learn and be great and be better at their craft so that they can get to where they want to get to in their speaking career, right? So a regular person doesn't do that. So I had to become a speaker, right? So if you can see it in your mind, you can become it in this world, but you have to first see it in your mind. See yourself as that speaker. And then when you become it in your mind, you become it in the world. So I became a speaker in my mind. Next thing you know, I became a speaker in this world. The next thing you do is to start practicing, 
right? Start practicing. Practice? We t- yes, we're talking about practice. Practice, man. Practice. Because if you don't practice, you don't master your craft. People say they want to be an actor. They want to be a singer. They want to be a dancer. They, and they don't practice and they wonder why they haven't gotten to where they want to get to. I've got so many mentees, so many people, so many friends, so many clients that say, oh, I want to do a thing. And I'm like, okay, right, well, well, do it then. Start doing it. And I give them the tips. I tell them what to do. I teach or tell them what they might want to consider doing rather. I don't tell people what to do or what they can consider doing. You make your own decision on what you should do. But I tell them what they might want to consider doing. I give them, this, I give them the information and they don't, some of them don't execute, you know, and they wonder why they haven't gotten to the next level or they haven't progressed. Because you aren't putting in the work. You don't say, I want to be a speaker, and then you just become a speaker overnight. You have to put the work in. So practice. Practice speaking. And you don't have to be, again, you don't have to be in front of an audience. You literally have to practice. Stand in front of a mirror. Start speaking without a mirror. It's not always good, it's not always good to look in the mirror because then you're not in the moment. You're, you're looking at yourself. You're judging yourself. You're judging your emotions and, and what you're doing. And you're not present. Now, I used to teach speakers to do it in front of a mirror because I thought it was important to look at what you're doing, evaluate your presence, and you know, see how you appear to your audience. But the truth is, if you get caught up in that, you're not really focused on the goal, which is to be authentic, be genuine, and just be. One of the things that speakers struggle with is their appearance. They feel like they're looking funny. They feel like you know, people are judging them and they're always constantly in their mind and they're not present in the moment. And once I stopped being so worried about what other people were thinking and saying about me or how they were viewing me, I went next level, man. Like my, my confidence in the room, my ability to command the attention of people in the room, it was just, it went, it was extraordinary because my intention wasn't to look good in front of you. My intention was to serve you and was to touch your heart and was to make an impact, a positive impact in your life. And when your focus is on that, when your focus is on the true goal, the ultimate goal, the vision, and not how I look, how I appear. Are they going to think that this smirk looks corny? Are they going to think that this laugh looks, you know, stupid? They gonna, it's, you know, whatever. When I get so caught up in that, I'm not able to give you the best of me. And I'm not able to touch you because I'm focused on me instead of being focused on you. And that's where a lot of speakers get tangled up at because, or at least that's where they appear to get tangled up at because we're too busy focusing on us and not focusing on you, right? If we want to serve, the purpose of being a speaker is to serve. It's to make a positive impact in people's lives, to empower them, to inspire them, to nurture them, to give to them so that they can take their lives to the next level. Give them whatever you've learned, whatever you've got, whatever your experiences are so that they can take them and they can use, they can garner something from that experience and use it to help them to grow in their own personal lives. But if you're too busy focused on you, how are you giving the audience, how are you giving your, 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 your listeners anything? Right? We become selfish. So I don't want you to train in front of a mirror. I want you to train, just talk. Imagine yourself there. See yourself in front of that audience. See yourself in front of those 1,000 people, 10,000 people, 20,000 people. See yourself at a football stadium in front of 60,000 people. If you don't see it before you see it, you may never see it. You have to create it in your mind. Right? You have to create it in your mind first. So see yourself there. Get there. Put yourself in front of that audience and imagine you're there. And then as you're speaking, if you fumble a little bit, don't stop. Don't stop and start over. 
keep going because in reality, if you're in front of those people and you're speaking and you and you stumble a little bit, that's okay because you're human and people love to see the humanity in you. We get so so caught up in like, oh, what if I mess up? What if I? And that's what makes us fearful when we go up there to speak. That's why we feel the, that fear sometimes because we're concerned about what we're going to do, we're going to mess up, we start getting anxiety, right? And then we're worrying about what people are going to, how they're going to view us, how they're going to judge us. That's not your problem. Your purpose is to serve them. Some people may love it. Some people may not. And that's okay because everything's not for everybody. But as long as you give the best of you, as long as you give your all 100% authentic, your real self to them, they're going to see the humanity in you. They're going to see the God in you. They're going to see the love in you. They're going to get from you exactly what you came to give. And that's the magic. That's the magic. How are we going to impact their lives in that way? The next thing that you need to do is you need to work on your stories. You need to work on your stories. Figure out what it is that, that makes you unique, right? Everybody has a story. Everybody's unique because we all have a different story. All of us have had different experiences in life, and each person in the world, in the, all of the universe, can they can extrapolate your experience in such a way that it can serve them in their experience. Believe it or not, even though we've all had different experiences and we all have a different story, I am you, you are me, they are you, you are they. We're all the same. We've all had similar experiences. We all have the same spirits and we all feel the same energies. So you might have had some experience in your life that everybody in the audience can't resonate with, but somebody in the audience resonates with that part of your story. Everywhere I go, every room that I'm in, every time I speak, I touch everybody's life in that room in a positive way because everybody has had some experience that I've had. I tell so many different stories, so many different parts of my life that somebody resonates with multiple parts or at least, at the very least, one part of my life in a way that they've experienced them, experienced it themselves or they have had an experience with it, even if it's third person, but they, they can resonate with it and it makes an impact on them. So understanding what makes you unique, understanding your personal story and learning how to deliver your personal story to the audience is going to be very, 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 very important. But remember, when we're telling our story, we aren't telling it so that people can sympathize with us. We don't want people's sympathy, right? We want people to be empathetic, maybe, to be able to relate to our story and know where we're coming from, but we do not want people to sympathize with us. That's not our goal. We don't want people to be like, oh, yeah, you know, you have, you know, you should, you should, you had a right to be, you know, upset because, you know, your parents weren't in your life and you had a, you had an excuse to be, no, like, we don't want your sympathy. I'm telling you my story only because I am you. And I want you to see how I overcame my circumstances. The trick to empowering people is to show them how you overcame because it shows them that, hey, if he can do it, I can do it. If a guy like me with circumstances like mine can overcome and win, you can too, right? And that's how I tell my story. It's not like a woe is me kind of thing. It's like, man, you know, this dang man, you know, born in poverty, both my parents addicted to crack and my, my father an abusive alcoholic used to beat my mother all the time. And I ended up in foster care when I was eight years old, ripped away from my mother, ripped away from my sister, separated from my family, you know, put in foster care by my own family, by my own grandmother and my own aunt. You know, I felt abandoned. You know, and in the foster care system I was abused, I was beat, I was starved. Eventually in another foster home I was molested, I was raped when I was 11 years old by a 16-year-old male foster brother. And the foster parents in that foster home didn't want to listen to me when I tried to tell them what happened because they knew that 
foster children are guaranteed money from the state. And if the state knew what was going on, they'd lose their children, their foster children, and they'd also lose the right to have more foster children. So they didn't listen to me. They just called me a liar, pretending that I wasn't even talking to them sometimes. Like, boy, get out of here. Go ahead. And nobody could save me from that situation. So eventually I had to save myself and I fought my attacker off and I, I set a fire in the woods to get you know the police to come so I can get out of that home. And they did. The police came. I set fire to some woods right behind a fire department, which was right next to our home, believe it or not. It's weird. But um, the police came and they, they um, took me away from that home. And I was in a group home for behaviorally challenged children. My dad got himself clean and sober and my dad got me out of the group home when I was 12 years old. But I, I used to I used to have a, such a disdain and hatred for my father, used to have a disdain for my father because my father beat my mother. I watched my father beat my mom like a helpless boxer. And he just pummeled her and beat her down till she was knocked out and then he would just walk over her and leave. And, you know, experiencing that all the time in my home was was brutal for us growing up, my sisters and myself. And my dad would threaten to kill her and hold knives and screwdrivers to her face and just right in front of us and it was just such a traumatizing experience um, but I, I decided I didn't want to be respectful to my father and I wasn't going to obey him and him and I never saw eye to eye and we always you know were like oil and water my father was abusive toward me and I ran away when I was 15 years old by the time I was 16 years old I was homeless I was kicked out of six different homes of different family members and friends between the ages of 16 and 18 because I refused to follow anybody's rules. And eventually, I got to the point where I got tired of living out this self-fulfilling prophecy where I was going to end up dead or in jail. And I believed that I was going to end up dead or in jail because my grandmom said, you're going to end up dead or in jail just like your father. And she would tell me that pretty often, um, often enough that I never forgot it. And my father one day said to me, you're going to end up dead or in jail if you keep behaving this way. And I'm like, man. If my grandmother said I'm going to end up dead or in jail like my father, and my father said I'm going to end up dead or in jail, they got to be right, right? So I believed that, and I started living out a life of someone who would end up dead or in jail. But then one day when I got arrested, I was thinking about my life, and I got, I got tired of living out what they said about me that I would become. They said I would become dead or in jail. They said I would become a failure. They said I would never amount to anything. But I got tired of being what they said. I wanted to be what I wanted to be, and I wanted to change my life. I wanted to be great. I wanted to have better experiences. I wanted to live more and to do more and to have more and be more and to be successful. I wanted to have a family of my own, and I wanted to do great things in this world. But if I didn't take responsibility and take ownership for the life that I was living, I never could have gotten to the place that I am today. So I decided to start taking responsibility, and I did. And all of a sudden, my life changed just like that because I used to give my father the power to change my life by blaming him for my circumstances. I used to give my mother the power to change my life by giving her, by blaming her for my circumstances. I used to give my grandmother and my aunt and my foster parents the power to impact my life in a positive way because I gave, I blamed them for my life circumstances. But when I took responsibility and said, you know what, Travis, you're the reason. You're the reason why you're here. And you're the only person that can change it. And if you want to change your life, you have to change your mind. You got to change your ways. You got to change your actions. And I did. And I changed my life. And today I'm living the life that I always wanted to live. Today I'm a Temple University graduate. I'm a I'm a Philadelphia, retired Philadelphia police sergeant. I'm a military veteran. 
I'm an author, a speaker, a trainer, a coach, entrepreneur, and all because I decided to be. So you too can have the life that you decide to live if you choose to make a decision today and change your life. That's my story. And that's how I tell my story whenever I'm in front of an audience. That's how I tell my story whenever I'm trying to make an impact or whenever I'm, I've never had the opportunity to make an impact. So that's important to do. And I want to make sure that you know that that's what you should do if you're going to be a speaker is use your story because you're unique. You're one of a kind. And in order to get to where you want to get to, you're going to have to tell your story and be authentic doing it. So we're going to actually make this a part one we're going to do a second one of these, and I'm going to give you more information, but those three tips alone right there, it might have been even like four or five tips actually in there, but those three tips alone can definitely, definitely get you started as a speaker. So yeah, get started. Get started. Start practicing and go be great.